Hey there, guys and gals, geeks and gamers. You're listening to the Nerd of Godcast, that place on the Venn diagram of life where Christ culture and nerd culture find sweet, sweet two-player co-op. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Nerd of Godcast, that place where Christ culture and nerd culture come together to hang out, to holler at one another, to argue over what's the best version of Star Trek and to uh, basically hang out and eat nachos together. I don't know what we're going to be doing. It's been a long time since we've done this, by golly, but we are back. Reports of our death have been greatly exaggerated, and uh, we are so glad to have you with us tonight or today or whatever time you're listening to this podcast. I have no idea what I'm doing right now, so uh, maybe you should just jump in and connect with us. The best way for you to do that is to find us on all the internets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Nerd of Godcast. You can come and chat, connect with us, and exchange whimsical animated gifts with us. You can uh, also join our Facebook small group. Uh, that's the Nerd of God Squad. Send us a request and we'll let you into that fun and exclusive group of the Nerd of God Squad on Facebook. You can share some memes and live your dreams. Tonight we're going to be talking about the things that we call our favorites. But before we do that, let me introduce the crew to you tonight. He is the best at being the worst. With me, as always, it's Steve-O Supremo. You know, if you're eating nachos and the cheese sticks to all the nachos, and when you pick it up, it's one big nacho, then that just counts as one nacho. It just counts as one. Yeah. It is. Uh, it's the transitive property, I believe. There's it, science behind that. Exactly. Absolutely. Uh, and this nacho moment has been brought to you by Stephen Salisbury. Uh, moving around the table, she is salty. And she's sweet, but all in all, she's conveniently pocket-sized. It's Jackie freaking Wilson. Nachos sound really good right now. <laughs> now, now, what you're gonna—I concur. Uh, I like nachos with a little bit of meat on there, a little bit of beans on there. You get some melted cheese. Uh, I'm not big on the pico. I don't. I don't jam nah, down with the pico. No pico. So keep the pico. Double down on the guac. Are you with me? Oh, absolutely. Like a little bit, a little bit of sour cream. Mm. I'm like not a sour a lot, cream just guy. A, just a dab. Yeah, just a dab. Just enough. Just exactly. It's still it's delicious. Now, can you eat nachos while watching Nacho Libre? That's that encouraged. A little too literal. I don't know. About I don't know. That. I got to be completely honest. I've actually never seen Nacho Libre. I've seen many clips, but I've not seen the whole movie. Well, That's then fun. you, sir, have no eagle powers. But <laughs> representing the power of the full eagle, he's a man of science, and he knows a buttload about the Bible. It, he often imitated, never duplicated. It's the big man, Quentin Gregory. Now, I ate some bugs. I ate some grass. I used my hand to wipe my tears. <laughs> Not this. This started out on the wrong foot. Um, thank you. We'd like to say goodnight to everybody who has been offended by Neff's lack of sensibilities. Uh, Boy, I've missed you guys. Uh, Lise Mati is not with us this evening. She is on assignment in Puerto Rico. You know what that so, makes her? Smarter, smarter than, us. than us. That's <laughs> right. So Lise Mati is on the Island of Enchantment. I'm sure when she comes back, she's going to have plenty of uh, Puerto Rico news. So I really hope that she investigates to gargle. That's why she's there. Uh, she, I think she came to bring bacon to her people. We'll see. <laughs> Uh, it has been a long time since we've been together, so I know it's like unkinking the garden hose. Uh, before we start talking tonight about our favorite things, we're going to talk about some stuff that makes us miserable. So why haven't we been together for so very many weeks? Steven, 
Um, there's been sicknesses that have uh, come around our oh, neck of the woods. Yeah. Sickness like what, Stephen? What kind of sickness, Stephen? Um, the uh, SARS-CoV-2. <laughs> uh, popularly known as the Rona. Yeah. So, so a couple weeks ago, my man Stephen gives me a call. Uh, he had been in my office uh, on, on Tuesday of that week. And at the end of the week, I get a phone call from Stephen. Um, and Stephen says to me, Hey, Tony, just want to let you know, I have I've tested positive for uh, COVID-19. Oh. You might want to go get tested. Yeah, it was like the uh, Michael Scott uh, herpes call. I and... had to text like 12 people that I had been around to be like, you might want to go get tested because... I think I'm passing it to people. Super awkward. So uh, I did. Uh, I went ahead and I went down and I got tested. Now, we have lots of different venues for testing. I went to the one that was the free testing. It was at our Orange County Convention Center. Uh, drive through testing. My wife and I went early on a Saturday morning and found ourselves sitting in line to get tested for six hours. What? It took us six hours wow. to finally get to where we could have them stick Q-tips all up in our nostrils. And um, the thing is, I didn't. I, we weren't. We didn't bring snacks. We didn't bring water. We didn't pee before we left. We had no idea it was going to take that long. Almost. I mean, just to the point of almost running out of gas. Wow. Uh, we finally got through. Got tested had to end up waiting because the demand is so high. These COVID numbers are through the roof right now, especially yeah. in Florida. Had to end up waiting eight days to get our test results and come to find out that I tested positive too. So uh, right. I had Corona and I'd just like to say, Stephen, we've known each other for a long time. This is by far the worst thing you've ever given me. Well, <laughs> listen, you can't prove that I, I mean, I probably did. And you know, if it makes you feel any better out mm -hmm. of everybody I was around, you're the only one that I gave it to. So you should feel honored i do i feel so i feel so honored <laughs> yeah i feel uh i feel True really honor. like i'm the chosen one yeah it's like natural selection yeah so my wife and i we did both test positive also so uh, we had a couple weeks off uh she lost her sense of taste and smell and i lost my will to live uh, everything <laughs> it was the most painful and miserable two weeks of my life i didn't eat i could barely sleep every part of me from my head to my ankles hurt and i uh, i wanted to die it was just really bad so if you were thinking about just you know having like a covid party or licking doorknobs or whatever don't please do don't corona is terrible and you do not want it so please wash your hands please wear your masks and um, and try to avoid it because it is it, it should not be on your list of things to do before Jesus comes back. That's for sure. Uh, Neff, you didn't get the Rona, did you? Uh, no, but I was very worried I was because um, I, uh, I work for a job where I only have a certain amount of time that I work during the year and then I have to take a month off before I can come back to work. That's just the way the contract works. And right. I have about three weeks, I had about three weeks left uh before my contract ended and i had my start and i started my one month and uh if i'd gotten that i would have been out for two weeks unpaid oh, oh so so you're off are you off now for your your month no uh next next friday or i guess by the time this comes out if anyone comes out uh gotcha. so, so we're, we're right on the cusp of it yeah we're, we're a week away so I'm, I'm very excited so feel free to get corona after that but then yeah, oh, yeah. anytime anytime in the in that month but well hopefully after i'm, I'm going on a trip up north so yeah well, let me just tell that. you man, zero out of ten do not recommend getting the rona 
Jackie, you're you're healthy. You're you're feeling good. I mean, for right now, I did go back to work, so now my chances of getting it have increased dramatically. So, so you, you went back yeah. to the to the happiest place on earth, or at least the resorts. <laughs> oh, tell, tell, oh, they have the resorts. Mm-hmm. So tell us about this. Disney Disney World is open. Disney World is open, and it feels so nice. Even though I'm not at like my home location, I'm just really happy to be back at work. So. I've never been to any of the resorts, like ever. And now I'm having to work at a lot of them. So the first week back, I was at Boardwalk. Ooh, that's a nice one. Tony, Tony, you got to help open that one, right? I did. I was there when they opened, opening team. Yeah. So I got to work there for a week. And then I got kicked over to the Riviera Resort, which is our Disney Vacation Club exclusive resort. Super fancy, super new. Um, and then this week I'm at Animal Kingdom Lodge. So I think they're going to have me tour around all the resorts before I finally get kicked back into Hollywood Studios. So what's the vibe out there? Like, are, are people apprehensive? Do you, you know, everybody's wearing their masks, obviously. Like, what's the deal? What's it feel like? It, it's a little bit weird, like having to wear the mask, but it's really like a mental thing. Like you get used to it. Um, a lot of the guests are just super happy to be there. They're super happy to be back. I've gotten a lot of thank yous um, and that we appreciate you guys, which is really nice. nice. So far, we haven't really, me personally, I've not dealt with many people fighting on the mask issue. It's mostly um, like we require kids that are two years old and older to wear a mask. And it wasn't until this week that I really started to get a little bit of pushback from some people on it because some mm. parents will lie about their kid's age. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I could definitely tell that your kid is not like less than two years old. <laughs> it's like your kid has a mustache. He's not two yeah. years old. They're like, 5'11 and, and they have tattoos. Yeah. like. <laughs> so have you been in the parks? I have not. I was not lucky enough to get in for the cast preview. It filled up within 45 minutes of it opening. Um, I am going to wait and see how everything is a little bit before I try and go and play in the park. My idea was let let me do food and wine because that's what I wanted to do for this year because it's around my birthday and I really want to eat around the world. <laughs> that's the uh, that's the Ep- that's, that's the Epcot Food and Wine Festival. It's one yes. of my favorite events every year. I uh, love we, it. we bypass the wine and double down on the food for that event. Heck yeah. Steven, you guys have been out to the parks. What's the what's the scene out there, man? What's I have, like? I actually I haven't been able to get into the parks. I tried to get the pass holder preview and it filled up in like 10 minutes and yeah. then they apparently still had a ton of like I've been watching a lot of like YouTubers that are going and it looked from what i can tell online it's the lines are very small because the there's a capacity limit mm-hmm. so it's like a good it's like a good and bad thing because like it's not super crowded so if you're a little bit more cautious about being around people uh, and crowds it's not as crowded um and the rate times are lower but it is there's a lot of social distancing being enforced like they the, the lines are separated differently and they're using the fast pass and the regular line to get people in and out um but it definitely it's it's different i keep hearing a lot of uh youtubers say if you want disney the way that you remember disney if you haven't been in a while now is not the time to go because it's different but by doing it this way it'll eventually make it to where we can have it normal again uh they opened up hollywood studios in epcot today and i tell Mm -hmm. you what if i was going to get into a park at this time when when it's you know reserved spots i'd try to get that hollywood studio so i can get on all the star wars rides Mm-hmm. Like, I did see some wait times, and I think they still had the Star Wars ride was still like seventy minutes for some reason. 
That's not bad for Rise of Resistance. It's probably oh. for like uh, decontamination and like cleaning everything down after it's done. Because that's what they've been doing yeah. with a lot of the rides is that they're wiping everything down. I know I saw opening day for Animal Kingdom when I checked the wait times on my phone in the morning. Flight of Passage is normally a 200 plus minute wait. Yep. It was a five-minute wait when I checked. I know that's. A, I, I, I was like, it was that's like 11, only, 11 a.m. That's the only time you're ever going to see that. And I was like, I just, I just want to go to the parks just so that I could like ride all the rides that I want. Like, yeah, we have a uh, our Nerd God Squad uh, family uh, friends, the Whitesides, Christina and Andrew Whiteside, on there. You, you, you know them from the Nerd of God Squad group on Facebook, and they also are contributors for our Nerd of God Daily Devo. Their family is here on vacation right now, so they're at the park. So uh, we'd love to hear from the Whitesides and see what their experience has been like uh, as guests. But uh, what a crazy time, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we are uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to start categorizing some miserable experiences uh, like going to theme parks and having to wear a mask or um, someone someone commented online. They said, hey, I love going to Disney World right now because the lines are so short. But did they change the food? Because I can't smell or taste any of it. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, we're going to we're going to talk a little bit. Of, we're going to play a game. I, I was going to talk a little bit about this game tonight because uh, I wanted to give it a little promotional shout out. I just picked this up this week. Uh, but after looking through it, a lot of the cards, a lot of the things, this game is ranked um, ages 14 and up, but some of the content of this game is not for any 14-year-old that I know. So I had to go through, I ended up tossing about 50 cards out of the box. So we're not going to wow. we're not gonna name this game and give it any kind of promotion. Uh, we're going <laughs> to just call it a, a quick game called On a Scale of 1 to... Ah! <laughs> The Disney edition. Name pending. It has absolutely nothing to do with Disney. The joke being that it's a, it's Disney is a wholesome family company, and this game is obviously slightly inappropriate. The joke being that Disney would not make something like that. You see, when you have to explain it, that means it's not funny. I think you have learned. I think you just summed up your role on this show. So what we're going to do is I'm going to give you guys a couple different things. Now, the, the, the makers of this game have created several cards with what we would consider unfavorable situations, events that might happen to you that you would not necessarily want to. And they have ranked them with a uh, basically an index, a point index, talking about how awful these things might be. Basically from bad to awful to uh, kill me now, okay? And um, these they're ranked based on physical pain, emotional trauma, and long-term psychological impact. So that's how we're going to be ranking these things. Physical pain, emotional trauma, long-term psychological impact. So I'm going to give you guys three things ranked in order, and then I'm going to give you another thing, and you're going to have to tell me where it fits on the line, if it belongs uh, before, in the middle, or after these things. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so here we go. Here's the first one. Uh, Ranked at a 5.5 out of 100. A $115 parking ticket. Ugh. Ranked at a 9 out of 100. Attending a four-hour opera. And ranked at a 11 out of 100. Jury duty. You guys got that? Yeah. So we have a $115 parking ticket on the low end. 
a four-hour opera, and jury duty. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you another circumstance, and you're going to tell me where it belongs. Uh, at, at the beginning, like less than 5.5, uh, in the middle, or at the end, like where this thing fits in this sequence of events, okay? Okay. All right, so here we go. A disastrous haircut. Ooh. It's pretty bad. Um, I, would say, I would say it goes low. Goes low, so less yeah. than less than a parking ticket, less than an opera, or less than jury duty. Uh, less than a parking ticket. Okay, uh, Jackie. Yeah, I would probably say less than a parking ticket. Nephew Still agree? worse than a four-hour opera, but uh, I would say less than uh, an opera. Worse than uh, a parking ticket, not as bad as a four-hour opera. All right, you guys have to come up with an agreement here, so make your decision. Oh, all three of us have to yeah, come up yeah, with yeah, majority you, rules, we're, so we're, we're, less, less than a parking ticket. Less than a parking ticket. So you think that it is less than a 5.5. This is the the least disastrous situation of all of these four instances. And yeah, I, would, I don't want to pay a $100 parking ticket. In this instance, you are wrong. Based on our scores, remember, the, the judgments are based on physical pain, emotional trauma, or long-term psychological impact. It is actually the worst of all three, of all four of these things. It is wow. worse than jury duty. It comes in at 11.5. Wow, that's inaccurate. Uh, maybe for you. I mean, have you ever had a really bad haircut, though? Yeah, I have. I had my hair accidentally dyed pink one time okay. in middle school. See, let's put it this way. You're about to get married. What if you had a really bad haircut? Because guys typically get their hair cut like right before the wedding, right? Yep. Let's imagine you had that really bad haircut happen right before you're about to go get married. Yeah, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure my fiance would be more mad at me getting a $100 parking ticket or jury duty on the day of the wedding than coming to the wedding with a not-so-great haircut. Whoa, you can whoa, fix whoa, a bad haircut. We're not talking whoa, 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 whoa. about how Brittany's feeling. We're talking about how you're feeling. I no, think, I know. Hold on. I think that if, if you got a $150 parking ticket or if you showed up with like a weird like half-shaved haircut, I think she'd be more mad about the haircut, buddy. Oh, you can fix a haircut. You can't fix a parking ticket. Depends on how bad the haircut uh, is. You can fix a parking ticket by paying for it or just not getting a parking ticket. Okay. Well, well I mean, you got the parking ticket. Regardless of what happens, you have the parking ticket. This well, let's say somebody scenario. shaved down the middle of your head like the guy from uh, the Grinch movie. Okay. You know? <laughs> well, we're going to go ahead and call that a wrong answer. <laughs> Our three parameters are still on the board. That's a $150 parking ticket, a four-hour opera, and jury duty. How about an ingrown toenail? Oh. That's the highest. That's like going to be like a 22. Yeah, I'm that's first. up there. Okay. Jackie, what's your thought? Um, ingrown toenail would be probably that's not painful. as bad as a parking ticket. Like, that would probably be my least. Or, no. I don't know. Have you ever tried walking with an ingrown toenail before, Jaggy? I have not, so I don't have personal experience with this. So, I mean, Neither do I, but I assume it's very painful. Yeah, I would assume it's very painful, but I'm like, is it? does it suck more than jury duty? It, it hurts very much. You can barely walk, and you, sometimes you have to get surgery. So then, yeah, let's go ahead and say it's the me. worst thing. Let's say it's the worst. It's a 2.5 on the scale. It, I, think, I say it's the worst. Yeah, All right, we're going to go ahead and say it is a 10.5, which is actually oh. worse than the opera, not as bad as jury duty. Wow, okay. really? I don't think the people who made this game have ever been to jury duty. I think they just assume that jury duty is really bad. I think, and I'm not talking about like getting summoned for jury duty. I'm actually talking about like having to serve on jury duty. 
Uh, all right, so now our, we'll, we'll, we'll switch this up. We're going to go a little bit more difficult with the uh, with the intensity of these events. That was, that was the easy round? No, that, that was, was the, the tutorial? That was the tutorial. All right, so now at a 23, we've got vomiting in public. Ooh. At a 33, we've got falling asleep on the beach and getting a third-degree sunburn. Ooh. And at a 30, 36.5, we have locked out of your house while naked. Oh, oh my oh. gosh. Why are you outside of your house tonight? I have questions for that card. That sounds horrible. Well, you're not going to get the answers. Let's just say one thing led to another. <laughs> I went to get the paper. My robe flew off. <laughs> There's a green. gust of wind. Honestly, I don't know how this person ranked it because I've had sun poisoning before and it was easily like one of the worst experiences of my life. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. Now, remember, these aren't weird. These aren't just I, like I, emotional. They're not just physical. They can also be emotional trauma too. I don't know, man. I was emotionally traumatized when I got when I had I had like blisters on my all over my back because of my terrible sunburn. Well, I mean, when you're naked and locked out of your house, that's traumatizing emotionally to you and the people around you. Well, let's be honest. Worse than all three of these things is jury duty. So, <laughs> that's like you've never had jury mind. duty. I mean, I've been summoned. I've never served. Yeah. Now we know what to get you for your uh, for your wedding. Yay. Yeah, jury duty and a bad haircut. Can I get the Ninth Judicial Circuit to please send him jury duty for October 10th? Uh, jury duty, jury duty, blackmail, pinkfoot. So I'm going to give you another one. You guys are going to tell me where it goes in this scale. Uh, and it is being tasered. Oh. Being tasered. I, I, I need context for that. Like, is it your friend being stupid? Are you running from the police? Like... Just call it being being taser. Neff got a taser for his birthday, and he uh, accidentally he turns it loose full force onto you. Well, well, Jackie has actually tased Neff before in real life. (laughs) It wasn't like a stun gun, but basically a taser. So Neff, and your experience? It was a mutual uh, thing. It wasn't like I was like yeah, yeah. It wasn't like the normal reason why you would taste somebody. Yeah, like I wasn't mad at him. He was like, I kind of want to know what it feels like. I'm like, okay. And it, 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 so it, Neff stuck um, his tongue out and she tased his tongue. <laughs> Neff, you have the weirdest way of flirting that I've ever heard of in my life. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. I would, I would, I, my guess is going to be in between vomiting in public and getting a sunburn. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I very much disagree that the sunburn is only the second thing. All right. Yeah. Getting taser comes again at a 27.5 and it goes right in between vomiting in public and getting sunburned. Good job. All right, I'll give you guys one more. We can see where this falls in on the misery scale. Again, same context. Vomiting in public at a 23, falling asleep on the beach and getting a third degree sunburn, 33, and getting locked out of your house while naked, 36.5. There is a child on your eight-hour flight who screams the entire way. That one that's the highest that's i feel oh like the person's God. gonna say the highest even though it's not the worst but i feel like that person's gonna say it's the worst i mean if you have headphones maybe you could deal with it but like this i mean that existing is like frustration <laughs> at the parent <laughs> at the kid at everything going the people around you have to, you feel bad for it's a terrible experience for everybody Especially when the kid starts kicking, <laughs> and that's what ha- that's why you shouldn't tase children. That's when you just kick the kid. They'll cry the entire flight. That's yeah. why you have to tase. Yeah, exactly. It's on the index. T- tasing. All right. I'm so, gonna say. So where's it going? I'm just guessing. 
I'm just guessing based on how inaccurate this list has been that it's in between the falling asleep and the the naked outside your house. Jackie, agree, disagree? What do you think? I'm gonna say it's the worst. Neff, even though I, I don't agree. believe it. I agree with Jackie. It is the worst. All right, majority ruling. You guys get another point. It is the worst. Oh wow. I'd much rather deal with that than a sunburn. The worst. All right. You guys ready to kick this thing up to the next level? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. And this is it. The final round, you guys, at 55 points. Now, remember, this is out of 100. You find your grandfather's diary and discover he was a Nazi. I was going to make that joke, and I'm so glad I did it. (laughs) All right. Coming in in the middle, right down the middle. 64.5, you develop agoraphobia, and you cannot leave your house. How is that worse than getting a sunburn? Because well, you're afraid to leave your house. Yeah, you'll ter- never get a sunburn. terrified of the outside world. Like, you look out your window, and it causes you to be paralyzed with fear. The world's most extreme introvert. Yes. And at 81 points, accidentally lighting some dynamite, losing three fingers. JPP style. Well, which three fingers? Uh, Like, if you keep your middle finger, your pinky, and your thumb, then you can still grab stuff. Let's just say three consecutive fingers. Yeah, the the dynamite chooses for you. Steven, did you just say... (laughs) Steven just did a math... You just... Oh, you lose three fingers? Oh, three fingers. I was using three fingers. Okay. Come on, I'm like, what do you mean? Maybe he lost one finger from one hand and two from yeah, the other hand. Yeah, they didn't say which finger on which hand. Holding yeah. the dynamite awkwardly, which is I'm... weird because Steven usually lights his dynamite by holding it between his knees. So, <laughs> All right, so here we go. I'm going to give you a couple other things, and we'll find out where they go on the uh, scale from zero to ah! Here we go. <clears throat> a tattoo mistake. Ooh. Well, if it's on your finger, then you might not have to worry about it. Yeah, very lucked out. Look at that. <laughs> um, a tattoo mistake. I'm gonna say, hmm, in between Nazi and agoraphobic. Okay, Jackie. I'm gonna say it's the worst. Neff. I mean, I th- I think, I think I'm with Steven because you could probably get that covered up. Yeah, Jackie. So, Jackie, you're telling me that you would rather have three fingers blown off than a mistaken tattoo? I'm just saying, there's some pretty, like, messed up. I would rather walk around as Mr. Cool Ice than to have three three fingers blown off. Oh, my goodness. All right. uh, Majority ruling is Stephen and Neff say goes in between Grandpa's a Nazi and can't leave the house. And they are correct. 57 points. And final, your last one. Oof. Remember, this is this. These are all scientifically measured based on the emotional, physical, and long-term traumatic effects. You win the Powerball and lose the ticket. Oh, 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 oh that's no. um, that's the worst. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say it right now. That's the worst. I'm gonna say it's worst than losing three three fingers. I'd rather yeah, lose a ticket than a finger. Ticket, you can buy more fingers. <laughs> yeah, but it... <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> finger. You'll just be the Iron Man. Going, what? You'll just have a little hook for a hand at the end of it. I would like to know what uh, what eBay site, what eBay seller is selling fingers. No, you know what? I don't want to know. 
It's on the dark web. Yeah, dark web. the dark web. I'm buying fingers with my Powerball money. All right, so Jackie says it's the worst thing. Steven, what do you think? I, I say it's in between agoraphobia and fingers. All right, Nefri. I'm going to have to agree with Steven. Yes, all right. So agoraphobia is 64.5. Fingers is 81. Win the Powerball, lose the ticket is 69. Steven and Neff win nice. with a clean right. victory. And that's not the worst. Great job, you guys. Yay. Give yourselves a big hand. That has been on a scale of one to... Ah! <laughs> when we go off the air, I'll tell you some of the cards that I threw out. Ooh, I'm excited. Oh, they are... They're, they're really, like, they're really uncomfortable. They're really uncomfortable. So. <laughs> um, uh, anyway. Oh, that made me chuckle so hard I coughed. Indeed, so... Uh, well, we're back, and uh, we play a little bit of game, and uh, the whole time we've been gone, it's been great to be able to stay connected with our Nerd of God squad uh, on the page, and uh, we had one of our Nerd of God squad members, Brendan DeLong, actually a Nerd of God squad member and Patreon sponsor. Uh, his wife sponsors us on Patreon. Uh, he asked to help uh, for us to help him uh, with a little project that he's working on, so he gave us like this survey, these questionnaires that our squad got to answer. Did you guys get to do this? I did not. Okay. I did. I filled it out. I enjoyed it very much. Yeah, I filled it out too. I'm very, very simple, kind of a quick, quick Q&A sort of thing, but I always enjoy these kind of things. So uh, I thought I would bring these questions to you and see what your answers would be because it might be a little fun. Again, we're talking about our favorite things tonight. So uh, Brendan has inspired this conversation. Let's talk uh, a little bit about this. What is your favorite comic book series? Neff, how would you answer this? Um, I... <laughs> Every Green Lantern series, except for the bad ones, I don't know. It, uh, there's, there's so many. What are the bad Lantern. ones? Most of them. Guy Bears. Gardner. Yeah, Guy Gardner. Guy Gardner Warrior. No. So, Warrior. what's your favorite favorite comic book series, Neff? Uh, probably Green Lantern. Okay, I mean, Steven? Um, the one that comes to mind is Marvels. Uh, yeah. I can't remember who wrote it, but it was drawn by Alex, Alex Ross. Ross. Yeah, and it's just because it, you're seeing the Marvel universe told from the perspective of somebody without superpowers, yeah. just a bystander, and it's just really, it's I just I love it so much. It's only four issues, but it's it's great. Yeah, they did a sequel to it that was not quite as good, but it was still very interesting. But it's kind of cool because the the main character of of that that book, who is a he's a photographer. The story kind of follows him mm -hmm. as he goes from uh, like World War II. I think his name's Phil Sheldon, and uh, it goes through all of the different ages of the Marvel comic series. He's going to be in the new Avengers game. Oh, really? As a side, so it's a the new Avengers game has a, a nice nod to the Marvels series. Oh, that's, um, that's really cool. cool. Yeah, he's pretty neat. So, uh, yeah, great answer, Jackie. What's your favorite comic book series? I've honestly never read a complete series. Any of the comic books that I've read have been very like sporadic and disjointed. So okay. I can't actually answer that question. Okay. Uh, even though I'd like to be able to, but you know, I have well, no problem spending money on spirit jerseys, but a hard time spending money on comic books. <laughs> well, at this time, we're going to uh, we're we're going to start making recommendations to you as soon as we go off the air. I'm okay with that. You're going to get blown up with. You got to read this. You got to read this. And don't forget, Jackie, that the local public library does a lot of comic books there. They have graphic novels, trade paperbacks. So there's really no excuse to not be reading comic books if you oh, want. I didn't because know that. you can get them for the low low price of free. Did um, not know that. 
My favorite comic book series, I answered this, I, I feel like I answered all my questions in one way, and since then I may have changed my answer, but my initial answer to Brendan was Fables. I really like the Vertigo comic book Fables. Mm, that is a nice. really interesting universe. Yeah. Uh, but if I'm going to go as generic as I possibly can, I just, I really love Batman The Dark Knight Returns. It's just a great, yeah, great that's series. That's really good. That's good. Um, how about the next one? And this one was tough for me because this isn't really my jam. What suspenseful movie do you recommend? Well, see, here's the problem with that. A lot of suspenseful movies are rated R. Right. So I have a hard time recommending them. That's what I'm saying. So that was difficult for me. Um, the only one that I can think of, and again, I don't really recommend this. This is just one of the few that I've actually been stressed out while watching it. Yeah. And it's for one scene is in the movie Zodiac about the Zodiac killer killings back in like the 60s and 70s. Mm -hmm. And there is one scene where your protagonist goes into a basement and you don't know what's going to happen. And it's extremely stressful. Yeah. So, but again, I don't recommend it. That's just because I have to answer the question. Yeah, and I remember doing like I was in a film class and we studied Silence of the Lambs, and I remember watching that and thinking like this is a really well made movie, but uh, but boy, yeah, those kind of movies stress me out. I the think I had to go back. Scene. Yeah, a Rear Window. Ooh, yeah, a great suspenseful movie, and I don't think it's rated R. So, no, they and they they've remade that a couple times. They they remade it into a movie with uh, Shia LaBeouf called Disturbia, and it's pretty it's pretty stressful at times too. Yes, Shia LaBeouf stresses me out typically. <laughs> uh, Jackie, you have a, uh, a suspenseful movie. Your girl does not do suspenseful yeah, movies because I, I don't you. like being—I don't like being titillated. <laughs> do I have to believe that? No. Okay. Neff, she was quoting Angela. Martin. I was quoting Angela. I, I, from know, the I know, I know. Neffrey, are you still here? Uh, I like—I like the movie Rope with Jimmy uh, Stewart. That's really that's really good. That's a one uh, a faux one take movie by Alfred Hitchcock. That's yeah. a really good choice. It's, it's like a stage play where like these two guys like murder something. Like it's the beginning of the movie. They murder somebody and hide the body and then try to get rid of it. But before they can actually get rid of the body, which is in their apartment, they have to do like a, a get together, like a, a, a party. It's like a dinner party. Yeah. In their in their apartment, and the whole time they're like trying to make sure that people don't find the murder weapon, which is a rope because they strangle the guy and the body. It's crazy. Which is in like, it's in like a crate in the middle of the apartment. Yeah. So Aww. it's pretty good. It's pretty darn good suspense. Yeah. And it, and it, like, again, it's all like, it's made to look like it's one continuous shot, one continuous take. So like, you don't know what's going to happen because you're just seeing it all from like one perspective. Neat. Yeah, it's good. It's called Rope. Rope. Yeah. It's in the, from the fifties by Alfred Hitchcock. Okay. What's your favorite TV comedy? It's hard. It's hard to, to say it, to say it because there's so many good ones, but I have to say The Office. I say for me because like that's where my thought initially went to but also like we talk about the office all the time so i was trying to think of other ones that we could possibly talk about sure um like so for me like i wrote down uh office i i very much enjoy brooklyn 99 okay uh, parks and rec is always a good one um so for those like those are usually the ones that i kind of bounce between okay uh, actually but i'm down for recommendations I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna change my answer because although The Office is probably the funniest TV series, the show that's made me laugh the most is Impractical Jokers. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, I have I have I have never laughed as much at any show than Impractical Jokers, and it's usually like maybe one or twice once or twice, but like it's it's great, and, and it sometimes can get a little like PG thirteen, but for the most part, it's 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 pretty pretty well wholesome. Neff, what's your favorite comedy series? I like Arrested Development, but only the first three seasons. 
a great choice. That was my exact answer. Was Arrested Development, but only the first three seasons. So, uh, <laughs> very cool. It's definitely the funniest written show I've ever seen. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. It's 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 art. What's uh, what's your favorite animated movie? Mm. Well, I I've been watching Moana a lot lately. I've watched like it about, on repeat. Like yeah, I like watched about ten times in the last week. Why? <laughs> Because it's so good, Tony. It's my favorite animated movie now, as I say it out loud. <laughs> as you said it out loud. One of three Disney animated features made right here in Orlando, Florida at the Hollywood Studios. So good. Along with the, the animation trivia the question, movie along movie with what other two? Brother Bear, a little bit of Lion King and Mulan. No, Brother Bear and Lilo and Stitch. I thought Mulan was made Mulan, in Orlando. Mulan we were literally talking here? about Mulan. And then I went to the other two. Did he say Mulan or Moana? Moana. He oh, said, said, said Moana. Yeah, I thought Mulan, the whole, this whole time like, he said Mulan. Mulan. not animated here. No, he said Moana. That's why I was confused. I'm like, <laughs> I thought he said I have been inside the I actual swear, studios. I thought he said <laughs> Mulan. I'm like, wow, that's re- I mean, that's really interesting Mulan. that he chose that movie. I don't know enough. Why would you? Why would you continuously watch Moana? I've been staring at the edge of the water long you him as I can remember, never really knowing why. That's my response. Why? Okay, That's so I think I could understand watching Moana a, a few times in a row more than I can understand watching Mulan a few times in a row. Neff, I'm going to take back some of the things I thought about you. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, what's your favorite animated movie? I mean, it's still sort of new, but man, Into the Spider Verse is a near perfect movie like, yeah. in itself. I wrote so that I'd have one to, down. I'd have to say that, like, if you would have asked, like, it was a, it was a toss up between that and Aladdin. Aladdin is my favorite, is one of my favorites, but yeah. Into the Spider Verse is just a, a masterpiece. When I answered the question, I, I wrote down Disney's Robin Hood because I just oh. I love it. I just love every bit of it. But I watched Into the Spider-Verse today and I changed my answer because Into the Spider-Verse is is darn near a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. There, yeah. there is literally yeah. only one thing I don't like in that movie and that is the Kingpin's voice. That's it. Yeah. yeah. It, it was it was a miscast voice. Yeah. Anyway, Jackie, what's your favorite? I did write down Spider-Verse. I wrote down a couple different things because for me, it's really hard to pick like absolute favorites because they change with my mood. There's different things that like, there there was a period of time where I would watch nothing but Nightmare Before Christmas, then Into the Spider-Verse, uh, the Dark Knight Returns animated movie, oh. um, a lot of Disney movies. Like my nephew loves Coco, so I've watched a lot of Coco, um, which is just a beautiful movie too. Like, I like that one a lot. Okay. But, well, that's a, a woman's prerogative, I think, to, to change movies with moods. How about this one? What is your role-playing video game recommendation? Ooh, uh, <laughs> mine is a tie, and I can't decide between the two. Mm, okay, let's we'll come back to you then, Jackie. Okay. I've really only like, role-playing game that count. No, I'm thinking of turn-based games. No, tell me what you got. I put down Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, that's a role-playing game. Oh, that is, okay. I, I I get so like mixed up with some of the like specifications between the games, but that's really the only like turn-based game that I've ever played. But I do very much enjoy it, both the original and the uh, the remake. You just like that universe, well, like those characters. Yeah, those characters yeah. were just fantastic. 
and there's different types of role-playing games. Like you have ones where like you create the character and that's you and you get to decide everything. Uh, but then you have like like Final right, Fantasy where you're still up. playing a role, you just don't create the role for yourself. Okay. See, yeah. that's where I get mixed up with it because I know there are some where you like create it. So I'm like, is that one a role-playing game or is yeah. this one? But okay. Yeah, definitely an RPG. Neff, what you got, man? Well, I might be switching to Kingdom Hearts later on because I just started playing that series. Okay. But I loved playing Fable 2. Okay, yeah, that's a good choice. Like, I played on the Xbox 360. It is just so much fun. And there's a lot of purity in kind of choosing your own adventure on that one because how you play determines how your character turns out. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. good. Steven, what were your two? It's a, it's a tie between Skyrim and Fallout 3. Okay. Mm. If I have to pick one of the two, just because of the vastness of it, I would have to say Skyrim. But they're both just they're they're both really good they're both literally the same game with different skins on basically yeah. uh so we'll just Thank we'll, you, bethesda. we'll just all bethesda bethesda rpgs um i put chrono trigger on there to me chrono trigger yeah. is just a snapshot of a perfect 16-bit rpg nice. characters are great multiple endings uh wonderful story uh i mean soul-crushing soundtrack uh, chrono trigger to me is just about perfection uh, what's your favorite vid- uh, fictional book series? Mm. I know the this one. The instinctive reaction is to say Harry Potter because that was such a big part of my childhood. Okay. And it was the book series that made me cry like a decent amount. Like when my mom got me the sixth book, I literally like started crying because I didn't think she was going to get it for me. And I was really sad when it first came out that I wasn't going to be able to read it. Um, for a while and she got it for me like shortly after it released so like that game or that game that uh, book series I kind of got to grow up with okay that's a solid um, answer Neff, so like that that's why I do that one yeah Neff what do you got uh, if we're not counting comic books um, my favorite series especially growing up was the Alex Ryder series okay um, it's a, it's like a young it's kind of like a young James Bond but it's it's really cool. It's like a kid spy, but he's like a teenager. He's not like a kid kid. And like, it was, it got super intense. Like with the drama, it was like a bunch of family drama and stuff. Cause his uncle was a spy and then he got killed and like all this stuff happened. Uh, but that series got, was, I mean, it was just phenomenal when I was cool. reading it. Steven, what you got, man? The, uh, the, the Berenstein Bear Scouts <laughs> was a, no, um, I did love that when I was in second grade. I, I'm just sitting here thinking like, okay, how do I not make fun of him for this <laughs> if he's being no. for real? Um, no, it's, it's not it's that I'm not Harry a fan of the Stan and Jan Berenstain bears. I mean, that, that I still have, I still have bad dreams about that creepy old tree. Well, the, the Berenstain Bear Scouts was a uh, it was a chapter book, and they would go solve mysteries around their town. Okay, I prefer oh, Little Britain. Right. But no, um, Harry Potter. Okay. It's it's the uh, same reasons as Jackie, um, but I, I mean I started reading them when they came out, just because I'm a little bit older than Jackie. Uh, that doesn't mean anything extra. The first book was released in like what ninety nine or something like that. I was ninety six. I was two yeah. years old. Exactly. No, no, no. I say, I say, it doesn't. It doesn't change the fact that you, we both read them. So like, it doesn't make it any make mine any more sufficient or better than yours. But it, but it totally does, Jackie. Just so you know, that's what. No, it, no, no. I'm just saying, like, like, like that was like the first like. It felt like the first like legitimate book that I read that wasn't like a kids chapter book, you yeah. know, like the, it was the Bear, like, Bear Scouts. 
Yeah. Uh, I put Chronicles of Narnia. Um, oh, how that's about this? a good one. A, a nice. fiction novel that you would suggest. Oh. And it can't okay. be a Harry Potter book. It can't be a Berenstain Bear Scouts well, book. Okay, well, I mean, this wasn't from my series, but I think The Hobbit is a great yeah. book because then you can start off with the Lord of the Rings series. Yeah, good I think answer. The Hobbit is so well written because it's like Tolkien is, is talking to you. Like you're at a fireside chat and he's reading you a story and, and singing a lot of songs yeah i mean it's just really cool it feels like you're just talking to a guy and he's telling you a really cool story that happened nice steve-o my first thought was to say ready player one and then i remembered how adult that book actually gets uh, so I recommend the movie, not the book. Uh, but w- the book, it's like a fiction book pre- that's based. Pre-sales just went up for Ready Player Two. They're doing a sequel. Yep. Oh my goodness, Ernest Klein, take my money. <laughs> um, but but uh, I don't recommend it. But still, <laughs> maybe this one will be more G-rated. Yeah, for sure. That's um, the way those things always work. The, but and this is just one of the books that impacted me the most and I read it when I was in 8th grade so it's not like a deep dive like 400 page like novella is there a title to this book or just a backstory yes. I swear Stephen you're like looking up a recipe online it's like I just want to know how many cups of cornstarch to put in there but first I have to hear about you growing up in the mountains of Wisconsin yeah of course are there, uh, are there mountains in Wisconsin who cares just tell me about the cornstarch there's a lot of cheese in Wisconsin Stephen there's a lot of cheese with you get to the point what's the name of the book the name of the book is called Daniel's Story, and it's it's a story uh, of a little Jewish boy. It's told from his perspective. Yeah, you've mentioned this on the uh, show before, I think. Yeah, going, yeah, he goes through like the concentration camps in Nazi Germany in the in the 30s and 40s, and it's just one of the, it's just a book that's it obviously impacted me enough that I read it like 20 years ago, and I still think about it. Wow, nice, Jackie. What you got? A fictional novel you would suggest? Um, well, I'm not done reading this novel, but it's the one that you had gifted to me for Christmas, the uh, Black Spire book for oh. uh, Galaxy's Edge. Please finish reading it. Let me just tell you, in the last couple chapters of that book, get intense. It's amazing. I'm ready for it. I definitely it's, recommend it, though, so far from what I've been reading. I've been very much enjoying it's it. It's really good. If, you, if you've been to Galaxy's Edge at Disney, uh, Disneyland or, or Walt Disney World, you're going to see stuff in there like described and backstory that, that you're going to feel like you've been, you've seen, you've touched. It's, mm-hmm. it's really amazing. Uh, and then it's got a real strong um, kind of Rebels sort of vibe to it too. So yeah. Like um, I, put Hitch- Hitchhiker. I put Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That's, uh, that's oh, a yeah. for me. That's a good one. That book is awesome. Favorite animated TV show. We got to wrap this up quick. We got a few more left. Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> just put that one, get it over with. Okay. Uh, I just, uh, yesterday, watched the last episode of Avatar The Last Airbender. <gasps> and we're going to talk about it next week. Oh, thank God. Steven, what you got? I can't wait. King of the Hill. That's a good answer. That was my answer, I think. Yeah. Neff? Uh, I went with anime. Naruto Shippuden. Okay. It's so good. You love it? Love it. It's All so right. Well, in, in absentia of being able to say King of the Hill, I'm going to go with Batman the Animated Series. It just nice. rips style. It's perfect. Yes. So good. All right. Uh, suggest a first-person shooter. Okay. Neff. Don't play one. I, okay. Well, okay. I'm going to so... suggest one that you should play, Jackie. That's how solid I feel about my answer. Oh, okay. Neff. I think uh, Call of Duty World at War is one of the most beautiful FPSs I've ever played. Is that the most recent one? No, no, no. That that was World War Two. Okay. World at War was uh, Call of Duty 
uh, four, I think, or five. Okay. Um, but it, and then its follow-up is Black Ops, which I think is also phenomenal. So those two Call of Duty games together make one of the great greatest like first-person shooter stories I've ever seen. Because most first-person shooters are just crappy story games with all the focus on multiplayer. But these games actually felt like a lot of fun that were and they were connected and the story was interesting. And Neff, Neff, I'm, amazing. Neff, I'm not a Call of Duty guy. It just they, it's not really my jam. But yeah. I did. They had the Call of Duty World War II uh, as a free game on PlayStation Network for Plus members, and I downloaded it and I played through the first level, which is um, it's the invasion of Normandy. And oh, wow. uh, it's it's breathtaking. It's breathtaking. I remember playing that on my PlayStation 1 with an old first-person shooter called Medal of Honor. And it was just yeah. amazing, just night and day, how realistic and, uh, and, and graphic and intense. Yeah. I mean, just truly frightening that well, battle funny. was. It's funny because so. they, they did that same thing. Well, it's more Saving Private Ryan style. Yeah. But they did it for Call of Duty 2. We had the sure. same, had a, had a storming Normandy level. But it was basically just a rehash of Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, I deleted the game because, again, Call of Duty is not my jam. But I'm glad I did play yeah. that first that first level. Pretty cool. Uh, Steven, what's a first person shooter you suggest? Portal Two. That is that is it. That's the one I that I put that on mine too. Uh, Jackie, if you're looking for a first person shooter but you don't want the stress or the intensity of a first person shooter, you just want one that just drips with style and charm and humor. Uh, you must play Portal 2. It is a pure delight. Okay. Yeah. And it's and it's like you can kind of go at your own pace. So it's not like you're doing like a mission where you have to go like shoot something up and then run away. It's like you can kind of take your time on yeah, it if you want you, to. You, okay. you move at your own pace. It's very bite-sized, uh, but it's it's just Funny. a wonderful game. Uh, not being able to say Portal because Steven took it, um, I'll, I'll flip over and say Bioshock. Uh, just yeah. a solid first-person game. So really, that really, is a good one. Really, really good. Very ambient. And uh, we'll finish up Brendan's questions with what is your top movie series, Stephen? Uh, I'm just gonna say Back to the Future. Yeah, that's your that's uh, your answer, uh, Jackie. I mean, for me, it's really low-hanging fruit, but the MCU is just my absolute favorite. It's, yeah, it's such a darling set of it, movies. Yeah, like, and it's such, it has such a satisfying ending, you know? Like, the, the final movie is such a perfect culmination of everything, like, that happened. So. Yeah, I agree. Are, are, are you referring to Spider-Man Far From Home? Oh, no, not, that's like a different phase. We're not, we're not with that one. We're talking, well, like... Well, the MCU's still going. No, well, the but, MCU's still going, you, but I'm talking about up You want to argue, argue the semantics that the MCU is still going, Stephen, but we know that it ended. I mean, it, it's yeah. it's still technically going, but it has, now, it has definitely come to a conclusion, and, and you well, know now, this. That, and now we're just in the epilogue. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a, a new beginning. Neff, what do you got, buddy? What's your favorite uh, top movie series? Um, I'd get too much hate for saying the Sam Raimi Spider-Man series. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I love the James Bond series. Oh, my goodness. I just watched it recently with my brother, and we had a blast. Nice. Just going through the, the cheesy ones all the way up to the Daniel Craig, which is more serious. The twists and turns. It was just a whole lot of fun. All 25 or 26 movies. Very nice. All of them. Very cool. Uh, all right. Well, not being able to say the MCU, I will go with Lord of the Rings. Um, it's just, Ooh, that's a yeah, good it's just beautiful. Yeah. I wanted to say Star Wars, but I just couldn't. Lord of the Rings is it. 
Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Our, well, these are great questions, Brendan. Thank you so much for uh, for letting us know if you for giving us something to talk about. If if you want to answer these questions, just scroll back a little bit on our Nerdic Pod Squad page. I'm sure you'll be able to find them, and Brendan would appreciate your input. Let me throw a couple extra questions at you guys before we move on, and then you guys sure. you guys can uh, uh, answer my favorite questions here. What's your favorite podcast besides the Nerd of God cast? <laughs> um. <laughs> I like I like this series called Past Gas. Uh, it's about historical car uh, like I events. Say, like I immediately regret asking the question. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's from a funny a couple of funny people, so I, I think it's really cool. Steven, what do you got? Uh, right now, uh, it's a toss up between two, but I'm gonna go with the one that I don't think you're gonna pick because I think you might pick the the other one that I have in Probably mind. Probably won't. It's it's um. The Office Ladies right now. Okay, yeah, it's a good show. Really, yeah, yeah. really enjoying that. Jackie, one. have you listened to The Office Ladies? I have. Not your jam. No, I very much enjoy. It. It's not the one that I listen to the most because that when I was kind of thinking about putting two, but again, I just feel like that's such like low hanging fruit for me because everyone knows that we love The Office on this show. Okay. Um, but a, a podcast that I've been listening to, it's really weird, okay. and I, I've, I'm only like. <laughs> I'm only a little ways into it, so I don't know if I'm going to keep listening to it, but I've been enjoying it. It's called Welcome to Night Vale. Okay. Um, and it's, it's, like a, a, it's a story, right? Yeah, it's like an active story. So, like, you have uh, Cecil, who is the radio host, um, and he has a very uh, dulcet radio tone, and he uh, <laughs> narrates the things that happen in the city of Night Vale, and it's very weird and ironic and... They talk about the dog park that no one is allowed to go into and the hooded figures that are inside the dog park, but the hooded figures do not exist kind of thing. Like it's well, a now very... I'm going to have bad dreams, Jackie. Thanks. <laughs> but it's really weird. And like something about it. Like, and I think some of it is with uh, Cecil's voice is it's just so like it, it draws you in. And I'm like, this is just weird enough for me to want to listen to. So I'm curious to see where the story is going to go, but I enjoy it right now. Nice. Um, I, uh, I, I really like, I, I had been listening to, and it's, it's sad now cause he's gone home to be with Jesus, but a podcast called let my people think, which is, uh, Ooh. Robbie Zacharias. Um, that's a good one. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely challenging, great theology. Uh, <laughs> I just got your text message, Steve, and I hate you. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. You derailed me. Um, I also love the uh, the Kerry Newhoff leadership podcast. He's just he's got some really amazing content, just lots of gold nuggets, uh, so many wonderful things. But of course, I do want to take an opportunity to give a shout out to some of our other favorite Christian nerd geek culture podcasts, uh, present and past. We have so many out there that we love and that we hang out with. So, uh, big shout out to the Christian Nerd, First Geek, Four Eleven, uh, Geeks Under Grace. Uh, to some degree, the Infinity Bros, not necessarily a Christian podcast, but a couple great guys on there, uh, Geek in Arms. I mean, there's just, there's there's so many more, but we just, we, we really love and appreciate what they're doing to reach uh, the culture with uh, with the gospel in a, in a way that, that nerds and geeks can, can lap it up. Uh, last question before we get into some serious actual ministry content an hour into the show. Uh, All right. Favorite restaurant? Like, let's go last meal favorite restaurant. Like, this is last meal. Oh, Oh, that's different. Like, the last thing you can eat before a 21 day fast. 
Oh, okay. That is that makes sense. If it's like I'm on death row and I have to pick my last meal, I'm gonna ask for the world's rarest truffle. So that way, <laughs> while they're while they're trying to find it, I can tunnel my way out behind a poster. Yeah, exactly. Steven, but then I'll miss out Steven on eating Salisbury the world's greatest puzzle. through a hundred meters of. Yep. But the sisters never got me. Nope. I'd like to say that Steven fought the good fight. <laughs> uh, what's your what, what's your uh, what's your pre-fast last meal? Where where are we going to dinner, Neff? Uh, I love Maggiano's. Oh, good answer. Maggiano's is great. Italian restaurant. Yeah, really, really good. Uh, Jackie? I want seafood, so I guess I'll go to Red Lobster. Uh, there are better seafood restaurants, but I'm not going to fight you on it. Well, Steve. I've not been to them, so take me there. Let's go. Let's go, girl. <laughs> I'm going to Dixie Crossroads right now. Yes! Ooh, Dixie Cro- yes, I'm Dixie Crossroads. Big, I'm not even a big seafood fan, and Dixie Gro- Crossroads is on. Well, hush puppies. I just want some seafood, man. That's what's up. Steve-O, what you got? Uh, my, mine, I can't have a tie, can I? Sure, why not? Okay, so food-wise, it's um, this place in Orlando called Bento Cafe. It's an Asian That's fusion That's a great place. answer. Bento's yeah. amazing. That's great. Like that. And then just for, like, experience and sentimental value for me, there's a place in Chattanooga, Tennessee, uh, and I just forgot the name of All it right. as I was going to say it. But it's an Italian restaurant in uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. If there's one thing Tennesseans are known for, it's for their Italian food. It's it's really good, but so uh, I'll just say bento because I can't remember the name of the the other one. It starts with a P. Bento is a, is is awesome. That's a great answer. Um, I might have to go Texas Day Brazil. Just it's, it's an experience. Yeah. The food's always good, um, and they have uh, lobster bisque that you could just drink. It's awesome. Stuff. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Uh, yes. So okay. So so final question, and let's get into uh, some spiritual stuff. Then um, let's talk about the Bible. What is your favorite book of the Bible, and why? I uh, I like Hosea. Yeah, uh, he's one of Hosea. My, he's one of my favorite characters. Tell us why. Because um, he takes on he takes on this responsibility. Um, he takes on this wife that the Lord tells him to marry. Gomer. Who, Gomer. Oh, the worst. Uh, who constantly cheats on Hosea, uh, sleeps with other men, is just you know just very unfaithful, and he still has he's still faithful to her. And I love, and I think we talked about it before in this on the podcast, but I love how that's just a huge metaphor for our relationship with God and how like we constantly, you know, go to sin like all the time. And yeah. yet he's still faithful to us, even when we're not faithful to him. Yeah, that's a beautiful, beautiful story, man. It's cool. very cool. It really makes me cry every time I read it. Steven, what's your favorite book of the Bible and why? It's, it's the book of Philippians. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's the book that's always encouraged and challenged me mm-hmm. at the same time. And it just, I remember the first time I really read from it, we were doing like a, like a teen takeover type thing at our church. And what we did is we had this, I started it, but then each student would kind of chime in after three or so more verses. And it was the the part in Philippians where, uh, basically it says that, you know, he, have the form of God, you know, denied it so that way he could take him upon a cross and every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that, uh, you know, Jesus Christ is Lord. It's that section as I just really poorly paraphrased it. <laughs> um, but I just remember like 
doing that and that service and it, be, it was such a powerful moment that when i went back and read the like the entire book and i've read it several several times it's just it's one of those things again that encourages me and, and challenges me especially in the part where you know, where you know everyone always says you know I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, but just the context of it, it's such an encouragement to me to know, to know that, you know, in my, in my weakness and in my strength, I can still, when I'm high and when I'm low, when I'm hungry and when I'm full, you know, God is still my strength. Yeah, that is, that is a flavorful epistle, man. There's just so yeah. much goodness in there. Uh, it's one of my favorites too. Great answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jackie, favorite book of the Bible and why? For me, it's not so much like a specific book, but I, I think of a specific story that just really, really resonates me. And it's it's in the book of Genesis, and it's the story of Joseph. Oh, dang, girl, like, that's good. Yeah, it, that's, that's, that's good stuff, man. Tell awesome. me why. It ministers to me so much because, like, Joseph was given this dream. He was given this, this proclamation of, like, what his life was going to be. And it took so dang long. Oh, yeah. And in such a weird way for it to finally happen, and in no way that he expected... But, like, it shows, like, God's steadfastness in our lives, even when things don't seem to be going the way that we imagine them to, mm-hmm. for, like, the, the call that he has in our lives. Um, and it's very encouraging to me being in a position in my life where it's like, yeah, things are taking a lot longer than I wanted them to, but, like, that doesn't mean God's promise has failed me. Like, it's it's still coming. Yeah. Um, we might have to wait a while, but God is always faithful. Like Amen. he was with, it, it took like how, how many years? Like what? 40 something years. I think it's, uh, he was 17. It might have t- what? 30 years. Uh, it, 30, it was 30, a long time. It was a long time. It was a it long, was a long time. time. It was a real long time. Cause yeah, I'm not even 30 yet. So like imagining like, yeah, waiting that long for something <laughs> that God has promised for you. I'm, I'm not even 30 yet. She said, <laughs> uh, <laughs> But yeah, like, I feel like yet. that's something that relates to a lot of people, no matter what uh, age you are in life, that like God has a promise for you and it might take a while for it to come into fruition. But yeah. what was it? Deuteronomy 31.6 says, don't mistake God's patience for his absence. His timing is perfect and his presence is constant. He is always with you. What's that verse again? Deuteronomy 31.6. Yeah, that's solid. That's I, I, that, that one is... Oh really really good i love um, that yeah. one i had that on my wall on my green yeah I, I literally have it pinned to my bed i had to go up and grab it real quick to make sure i didn't misquote it but be, that's be strong and courageous do not be terrified of them for the lord your god goes with you he will never leave you mm-hmm. or forsake you yes, yes. solid Those are i love that words one. i rest on <laughs> beautiful beautiful I, I i love i'm gonna go back my answer is gonna be like jackie with her animated movies it kind of depends on what day you catch me um, I, I love the Gospels. I really, really, I, I favor, I don't know, I want to say I favor John, but I really, I'm really partial to Luke. Love the yeah. Gospels. Some days you catch me, I'm, I'm a, a, an Ecclesiastes guy. I'm got a little bit emo in my, my vibes. Some <laughs> days it's just all Psalms. I mean, it just, it really depends on when you catch me, but, um, but the word is just so good. I, I, and I love, I love watching Jesus. You know, I love in the Gospels just watching Jesus do his thing. Um, I, I just never get tired of it. Never get tired of it. So uh, yeah. God's word is great, man. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of God stands forever. So um, there's just always something new in it. Stay in that. Uh, we asked our Nerd of God squad tonight what God's favorite things might be. Um, we didn't ask what his favorite animated series might be or his favorite first-person shooter. Tales. Uh, which I'm sure God's favorite first-person shooter is Doom 64. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, 
we ask them what they think God's favorite things might be. So uh, uh, just a couple quick answers. We just did it as a little flash survey on there. It was only up for an hour. Joel Spinks said one of God's favorite things is creating. Uh, hmm. Howard yeah. Salter says one of God's favorite things is a sinner who turns to him. Hmm. Kevin Wilganowski says faithfulness. Ryan Felton says his children. Josh Adams says laughter, especially the kind that comes from pure joy. Mm. Yasmin Cruz says obedience. And John Oberski says me. God's, God's <laughs> favorite thing. <laughs> Stephen, do you remember um, a long time ago, we used to watch movies at my house back in the day. We'd have little trilogy nights. And years ago... You mean the two times we did no, that? we did it many times. We just didn't invite you every time. Um, we, oh. we're, going, we're, we're going back. I mean, seriously, when I say years ago, Stephen, I mean, we're talking 13, 14 years ago. Yeah. And uh, But you were there for this one. We watched the Indiana Jones trilogy back when it was only a trilogy. We and, did. Uh, do you remember at the end of the Raiders of the Lost Ark, which is the name of the movie, not Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, as Netflix might try to tell you, uh, they open the Ark of the Covenant and God melts all of the Nazis' faces. Yes! Yes, I know exactly what you're talking and about. And to break the tension, I said, this movie brought to you by GodHatesNazis.com. GodHatesNazis.com. That's right. And uh, this was, at the, at, you know, right in the middle of that dot-com bubble thing. So uh, I actually bought the domain name for a short while, GodHatesNazis.com. And it, I made, like, the nicest, sweetest, cutest, like, just really, like, over-the-top, like, cartoony, sweet, colorful. It looked like a Hello Kitty website called GodHatesNazis.com. And on it, I put pictures of all of the Nazis' faces melting off from uh, the, the Raiders of the Lost Ark. And I talked about all of the things that God loves on that website. I didn't put anything about hatred on there. I didn't put anything on there about, you know, awful stuff. I said, these are the things God loves. God loves ice cream. God loves long walks on the puppies. beach. God loves puppies. Uh, you know, God loves laying in a, on a hilltop and, you know, finding shapes and clouds. And I said, and at the end I put, and God loves you, even if you're a Nazi. And I just think about like what God's favorite things might be, you know, and I, I went mm -hmm. to the word and I try to think biblically, what does God love? Like if I'm looking for biblical, like, like a statement, God loves blank. What, what, what do you guys, what are, what are the answers that come to your head right away? I can think of like four. The world. Yeah. John three sixteen, right? For God so loved the world. I mean, the world meaning like the people. I would assume the people of the world. Not like the world. Is, I mean, he made it, so he probably should love what he makes. <laughs> okay. But he did say it was good. Yeah. Uh, God loves God loves the world. What else can you guys think of? I was like, well, the instinctive thing is like, God loves me. Mm -hmm. Like, God loves you. God loves us. <laughs> I think, okay, so I go to First John 4 when it says, uh, dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought to love one another. And that's the response yeah. to something that God loves is that if we love God, we ought to love the things that he loves too, right? Mm -hmm. So so God loves us. We can, we can find that. And then because of that, we ought to love, love one another. Us. Yeah, love one another. Um, God loves a cheerful giver. You guys know that one? Yeah. Uh, that's so important. You know, what are we what are we doing with our lives to give of ourselves, of our of our time and our our treasures and our our talents? You know, I don't want to sow sparingly because I don't want to reap sparingly. Um, I want to give generously because God loves a cheerful giver. These are things that God loves. 
And, uh, and finally, and this is a tough one. Uh, if you look over in Hebrews, and this is a really difficult one, they quote a, a scripture that says, for, for whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. Part of God's love involves correction, and that's a difficult thing. Mm-hmm. But, but God loves his children, and he shows it with, with strong correction sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a difficult thing, but you know, there's a process of that, that God's love ends up costing us. So yes, God so loved the world, and yes, God loved us. But because of that, we've got to love others, we've got to give of ourselves, and we have to accept God's direction and God's correction in our lives. It's a difficult thing, but that is part of what it means to be loved by God. And just know this, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter where you find yourself today, in sickness, in health, having a good day or a bad day, whether you are a Mulan or a Moana or anywhere in between, (laughs) God loves you. God loves you so, so, so much. And without question, you are one of his favorite things. And that is all the time that we have for tonight. We just want to say thank you so much for joining us here on the Nerd of God cast. Um, we hope that you will connect with our, us on all the social medias. Again, that's Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter at Nerd of Godcast. Uh, join our small group on Facebook, the Nerd of God Squad. And uh, you can email us at nerdofgodcast at gmail.com. We would really love to connect with you. And if you take a quick moment wherever you listen to this podcast, uh, please... Uh, leave us a review. Uh, leave us a, a rating. We definitely appreciate stars, especially when they come in fives. That goes a long way to help us. And if you've listened this far into the show, by God, you are a true hero. Uh, please tell a friend. If you know someone who loves Christ culture and loves nerd culture, uh, we would just really, really appreciate if you would help us to spread the word about the Nerd of Godcast. So uh, that is all the time we have for tonight for the Nerd of Godcast. Steve-O Supremo. And for you listening, my favorite listener is you. Aw. Jackie freaking Wilson. Bye. The big man, Quentin Gregory Neff. If I'm my future self listening to this, you're my favorite me right now, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I've always, I've always found, Neff, that past me is never my favorite version of me. Oh, no, because it always stays up too late, and then future me is always mad because it didn't get enough sleep last night. Why did past me spend all my money on tacos? That's what I (laughs) wanted to know. Why did past me eat all those tacos and not do (laughs) sit-ups? Exactly. future me's problem. Exactly. When you have old people, young people, when you have old people telling you to do something now because it's easier to do in your 20s than it is in your 40s, listen to them! They know what they're talking about. But thank you for listening so much. We love you. We bless you. Until next time, we ain't got to go home. But, but we can't, can't stay, stay here. Here. You guys are taking thank it on you. purpose now. I really it's awful. can't wait till we can do this. again. I you know. know. I, miss, I miss everybody's face. You're just an embarrassment to all of us. I'm sorry. Oh. That was, I was talking to Jackie. Yep. Oh, okay. That sounds about right. <laughs> We um uh, we've been watching on Pluto TV. Do you guys have Pluto TV? No, I, I don't know what that is. Pluto it's TV, a TV it's, it's a free TV app. It's like net, you know Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus. <laughs> Pluto, it's like live TV. They also have a bunch of stuff on demand. It is literally free. You don't even need to sign up. You just download yeah. it.
Uh, but they have a, a channel on there that we've been watching called uh, America's Test Kitchen. And it's Ooh. just like, yeah, it's just a cooking show where they kind of show you like, hey, we've tried cooking potatoes 60 different ways. And this is the best way to make these potatoes. And, <laughs> and it's just like, it's really amazing. And I, I'm super addicted to the show right now. And it makes me want to cook, cook, cook like crazy. Interesting. It's on my PS4. I need to check it out. 